everyone. You're now tuning into the second episode of our Story of the Week segment, where the Airtime News team shares the most interesting stories from the aviation industry, which took place this week. For this week's main story, Singapore Airlines introduces the world's longest flight to JFK. Singapore Airlines announced that it would once again return to New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport, JFK, on November 9, 2020, flying a direct itinerary from its hub at Changi Airport. The flight will overtake Singapore Airlines' flight from Singapore to Newark Liberty International Airport as the world's longest commercial scheduled flight, beating it by a measly four kilometers in distance. The airline will operate the flight with an Airbus A350-900, configured with 42 business, 24 premium economy, and 187 economy class seats. However, the main reason why the flag carrier of Singapore is returning to JFK is cargo. In a statement released by the airline, operating to JFK would allow Singapore Airlines to better accommodate a mix of passenger and cargo traffic on its services to New York in the current operating climate. In addition to that, the nonstop services will be further boosted by the growing amount of transfer passengers at Changi Airport. Apart from the newly announced flights to JFK, Singapore Airlines also flies to Los Angeles International Airport, LAX, in the United States. And the airline also stated that it will continue to assist the demand for travel to the United States before deciding to reinstate services to other points in the country. Despite the challenging times in the airline industry, there are some early signs of optimism about a recovery in air travel, stated Executive Vice President Commercial of Singapore Airlines, Li Lixin. The robust health and safety measures on board aircraft, including testing, only increase passenger confidence, added Shin. The fundamental importance of air travel remains unchanged despite the pandemic. Previously, the title of the world's longest flight was given to Singapore Airlines route from Singapore to Newark, which would take 18 hours and 25 minutes. The Singapore JFK flight will be slightly faster with the total travel time of 18 hours and five minutes. However, the return journey from the US East Coast will take passengers an incredible 18 hours and 40 minutes. And in addition to that, Singapore Airlines previously flew to JFK, but it stopped over at Frankfurt Airport in Germany before finally landing in the Big Apple. In comparison, Qantas Project Sunrise flight from New York to Sydney took 19 hours and 30 minutes to complete. We now switch over to Rita Spersnavichus, who will go deeper into the article's content and answer questions from our readers. Thank you, Michael. And hello, this is me, Rita Spersnavichus from Aerotype News editorial team. And today I'll be speaking more in depth about the newest flights from Singapore to New York's JFK, uh, which was introduced by Singapore Airlines. So a good question to answer is why is this new special? I think the main, one of the main factors at least is the fact that it's a good news story. You know, uh, and in, aviation is an industry that's currently ravaged by the crisis, probably mo one of the most affected industries in the world that's affected by the crisis. And the fact that Singapore Airlines is launching a flight that it never previously operated because uh, previously it operated from Singapore towards Newark. Uh, it's a good news story and it kind of gives us hope for the whole industry. So why do I think the story gained a lot of traction? Well, you know, again, 
it's a positive, it's a bright new story. So it's always good to have some hope still remaining. And the fact that it's now the newest world's longest commercial scheduled flight, uh, beating out Singapore Airlines' previous connection from Singapore towards Newark uh, by a measly four kilometers. So that's some good pub quiz for you right there. Um, the next question is, does this mean that international flights are coming back? In some case, yes, but I think there are still a lot of hurdles for international travel to clear before it truly comes back. You know, we still have to uh, quarantine upon some upon arrival to some countries and you still have uh, very weak demand on some flights. Uh, I mean, cargo is still a very good business case since there, you know, there is no international travel, almost no international travel. So cargo is in high demand, but there is no supply as no international flights. So airlines are now switching more to cargo focused flights as in case in point, this flight from Singapore towards GFK. Um, are there any other long haul flights or ultra long haul flights that are returning? Well, we can see, you know, with the fact that Singapore Airlines introduced, introduced its newest flights. We already saw the fact that Qantas returned its Perth to London service, which you know, was dedicated to rep repatriate Australian citizens, but still it's uh, evident that uh, some passengers still want to travel home or visit their relatives. Uh, Emirates is expanding its network constantly, for example. Qatar Airways surprisingly took in new uh, uh, three a Airbus A350s uh, re most recently, so there is evidence that it's slowly but surely coming back. It still has a long way to go, but it's still it's definitely coming back. Uh, how is Singapore Airlines making these flights profitable? Well, uh, as Singapore Airlines executives put it, cargo is the main driver behind these flights. Some passengers might be willing to, uh, to travel, but I don't think there will be many of them. But still, if a passenger wants to go, they can go. And the fact is that you know, cargo is in high demand right now with little supply because international travel is still you know, largely suspended. Um, is point-to-point -point going to uh, dominate in the post-corona world? I think we will definitely see a switch from the majority of hubs operating you no know, transfer uh, traffic towards a point-to-point -point, uh, business model. Uh, but I think hubs will still re remain relevant. You know, uh, airlines are largely marketing the, the fact that aircraft are safe, but not the airport itself. So I think uh, in the passengers' minds, the fact that the aircraft is safe, it will be stitched into their minds, but airports, not so much. Uh, on the other hand, you know, you have still people who want to stretch their legs, who might want to eat some proper food, not, uh, you know, in-air food, which might not taste so good. <laughs> and just, you know, have a stretch, explore the city maybe. I think uh, stopover programs where uh, airlines offer uh, good deals to stop over at an SAT, sleep at a hotel local, I think it will be still a strong business case as well. Maybe not so much after uh, COVID-19, but I think it will definitely be there. Um, but I think we'll see also the return of such uh, projects as Project Sunrise or allows Tel Aviv Melbourne flights, uh, no, because after all, I think Qantas own Alan Joyce said that the airline was a couple of weeks away from ordering the A350, which would have been dedicated to fly between London, uh, Sydney and New York, Sydney as well. 
So I think we will definitely see a, a bigger switch to point-to-point -point traffic, but hubs will definitely still stay relevant. Thank you for tuning in, and Michael, right back to you. Thank you, Ritas, for the in-depth analysis on the article. And thank you to our viewers for tuning in. That was the story of the week from the Airtime Hub news team. Please find more on the article on Singapore Airlines on the airtime.aero website, and the join the discussion on our social network pages on LinkedIn and Facebook. See you next time.